0: WWE is going to Singapore, Tokyo, Canada, Chicago. Paragon Pro Wrestling's going to Pop TV and TNA's going Well, they're going somewhere. This is the Yes Talk. <sighs> yes! Yes! Yes!
1: Yes! WrestleMania 3 at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's going to be called down the middle 50-50. The cream of the crop. But he does it better I heard you laugh I heard you get off on it brother In their business life And in their private life
0: Hello, and welcome back to the Yes Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Dustin Kaufman. As always, thank you guys so, so much for listening. Uh, hey, well, you know what really helps out the show? Go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. It's all I ask is that you listen, you play, you know, you hit play every week, and you tell your friends, and then go to iTunes, rate, rate, Review, subscribe. It's the best thing you could do for the show. Really helps me out. Uh, again, my name is Dustin Kaufman. You can check out my uh, stand-up comedy CD Imagination List on iTunes. You can also subscribe to me on Spotify. Hear my comedy on Spotify. Again, that's Dustin Kaufman, K-A-U-F-M-A-N. Uh, and the CD's Imagination List. Uh, alright, we got an awesome show. Uh, if tonight, uh, the guests just keep coming through. Another one so um uh last week if you missed it I had the Patriot Del Wilkes uh wrestling legend. Wrestle he was in WCW when uh Hogan came over. He he feuded with Bret Hart during his uh anti-American uh stint in WWF, wrestled all over Japan. He's making a movie, so uh and he's got a Kickstarter going, so go listen to that interview, check him out. It's the Patriot last week's episode. Talk to the Rob Schamberger, the official artist of WWE the week before that. Rob, Rob painted this. It was when I found this out, when I heard him say it, I was like, that's a really special thing. Rob actually is the one who painted the last jacket worn by the ultimate warrior on monday night raw uh and that, that's a really it's a really cool thing that he got to carry but he paints he's at all the conventions all the road shows access mania you can get his art at shop wwe he is the official artist of wwe so rob Schamberger, a couple weeks ago check that out uh i also have recently interviewed donovan Dijak from ring of honor who's going to be i'm going to play that next week this week on the show this week on the show I have Jeff Aiken from Paragon Pro Wrestling, a brand new professional wrestling show that is going to debut. Uh, they've been putting shows out, uh, in Vegas for just a little bit. They started just the end of 2014, and they're gonna debut on Pop TV, available on just about everybody's site, uh, this, this Saturday, July 4th, 6 a.m. That, now you're like, wait, Paragon is gonna, de-? yeah, okay, so they know, they know, alright, they know all about Brock Lesnar in Tokyo, the beast in in the East. They know all about it. But here's the thing Paragon's going to be 6 a.m. every single week. Pro wrestling used to be a, a, a Saturday morning thing, it used to be a Saturday and a Sunday morning show. Early, It used to, so it's, and we talk about that in the interview. Uh, that's going to be a little bit later on. Uh, it was a really fun conversation. They got a great roster. So I'm going to bring you that interview uh, as well. Um, okay, so we're kind of going to just get right to things. Um, uh, so WWE has a full schedule. They're, they're doing the international tour. They're, they're going all over the, the world, not even the country. They're hitting the the air roads right now. Uh, they're July 2nd, Singapore. What's up, Singapore? July 3rd and 4th, Tokyo. Uh, obviously, July 4th, uh, that's going to be the Beast in the East WWE Tokyo live event that will be played on the WWE Network at 2.30 a.m. Pacific time, five thirty a.m. Eastern, and my time right here in Kansas City, four thirty a.m. And in case I didn't tell you, I am in Kansas City, right here in the lovely Studio H of Cumulus Radio Kansas City, which is where I record the Yes Talk week after week after week. Um, so and then so July fourth and third, Tokyo. Also uh, July fourth, the other guys, the other roster, part of the roster is going to be in Winnipeg. Manitoba, Canada. How about that? WWE is in Tokyo and Canada at the exact same time. Wow. And then Monday, they all come back together for Monday Night Raw and get this, Chicago, Illinois. They come home, back to Chicago, which is always a fun crowd. Always a fun crowd for Raw, for pay-per-views. I'm excited for the Chicago crowd. So after... um, Especially after how good Raw was this week, which we're going to get to with the Raw Recappuccino. cappuccino After how good Raw was this week, I am looking forward to seeing Raw next week in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, so all over the world with the live shows. Uh, this weekend, The Rock made an appearance at WWE Boston this weekend. That's. I mean, I've been to the live shows. I went to a live show. They didn't even have music. They didn't have a stage. I mean, they were just there, man. was just all right now. John Cena's walking to the ring, and he's going to fight Del Rio. All right. So, I mean, but now it's and, and now I've, I'm following them all over the country on Twitter, and I see it all over. On and they they got the, the music, and I'm like, what? And now The Rock. What well, I would have settled for intro music, like a year and a half ago. I was in uh California. Uh, I can't remember. I just it's spaced. I don't know, it was mid is the mid like it was California and the, I don't know anyways, whatever. All right, so moving on, we'll move on. Uh Tokyo, the fourth of July. Uh this the Saturday morning, um, live from the sumo hall in Tokyo, Japan. Again, set to air at six thirty AM Eastern. Um Uh, man, and this is a cool thing about this show, all right. The NXT title is headlining over Brock Lesnar. This, ladies and gentlemen, Kaufman guys, Kaufman girls, the Yes Nation, this is a rarity. Brock Lesnar is on a card and he's not in the main event right now. That is a rarity. He might be the main attraction, but he's not the main event. But is he? Is Brock Lesnar the main attraction with Finn Balor in in Tokyo with Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor? I that's a pretty good attraction to me. I, I'll tell you this much: I probably, well, I probably would, but I pro, I probably wouldn't stay awake till five thirty in the morning to watch Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston. All right, I mean, I'm just saying. Probably wouldn't do that. I would. I probably would. I'm. I. I mean. I. But Kevin Owens versus Finn for that title. Now. Now. I'm gonna stay awake for that. I will stay awake for that. It's six p.m. over there. It's six a.m. By the time they get on, that's four thirty. They'll probably walk out. I mean, this is looks like it's. I mean, this could be a three hour event. I mean, this is probably gonna be a three hour event. So that's going to start at, what, 5.30, my 2.30, 4.30 in the morning here. Can So 7.30 in the morning, I will go to bed on the 4th of July. I will go to bed about 7.30 in the morning. No, 8.30, because after it's over, I'm going to go click on Paragon Pro Wrestling. I'm going to watch Paragon Pro Wrestling after WWE Tokyo because it debuts. I'm awake. I just talked to the guy. I'm excited as heck to see this new show debut. It's more professional wrestling. So, let, let's look at the card. Let's look at the card for WWE Tokyo. All right. Uh Lucha Dragons versus Los Matadores. All right. Now... Essentially on paper, these are like, this is probably going to be a great match. It is a great, but these are like two faces, but they shouldn't be like Los Matadores probably needs a bit of a heel change and a full. They need, I hope we see Los Matadores fall apart at WWE. I hope this is it. I want this to be the match because Lucha Dragons are over. They are so over. I mean, they're wearing the mask, but they're not, they're not like Dumb superhero bullfighter gimmick. They're luchadors. This bullfighter thing is ridiculous. I don't know who. Th- oh, hey guys, uh, it's the guys from across the hall at Spanish Announce Table. Here, let's here. I, they so let me let me tell. Them. So these guys record. I'm in Studio H here. They're in Studio I. They open the doors for me every week. They just got done last week recording episode 100 of the Spanish Announce Table. You got to check it out. Training Topics Network right here. Same place, and so I told him I'd bring him cake last week, but we just moved; our our stuff wasn't so. One hundred one, I brought him a cake for episode one hundred one, and now they're here with so much cake in their mouth.
1: Um
0: I mean really. Then so this is uh, thank you so much. That's Captain Awesome. That you so much fun.
1: And that's uh that's T Mac. I eat mean, with my hands because I even
0: want to use a fork. Like he's they're literally holding like mm-hmm. half of a cake in a hand.
1: No great. Well, in each other's chance, not the same. Been <laughs> <laughs> oh, it to each other like yeah. a wedding cake. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A wedding cake was so happy, and it's cool. We got we, actually, you know, the missus made it for them, and she took their logo and made it with fondant mm-hmm. and stuff. You got pictures of that?
1: Well, uh, check oh, it out on Twitter, on Twitter. At table right. show. At yeah. table show. And we tagged you in it.
0: Ah, uh, thanks, man. Well, so yeah, well. subscribe to them at table show on Twitter, and while you're there, make sure and, you know if you're not already follow the yes talk at the yes talk on Twitter. So oh, um, it's so good. I mean. She makes bomb cake, doesn't she? She makes really good cake, huh? There's a bomb in this cake? There's a bomb in the cake? It's, now it's in your head. The explosion's bomb in your head. The ah! explosion's in your head you it. <laughs> All right, they're out of here. Uh, yeah, so, so Los Matadores sucks uh, without missing a beat. <laughs> i knew those guys i i don't know who they pissed off but ah, they it is time i this needs to be it i mean lucha dragons are over as there is but this is the tag team elimination chamber match in my opinion los Matadores stole it they were the most exciting part of that when they I mean okay yeah Galisto is climbing on the ceiling the roof it's nothing we haven't seen in a cage in a I, it's nothing I haven't seen in a in a cage before I mean I've, but it's they are fun they were great they were there in the ring for a long time Los Matadores weren't in the match long at all but for that time they were in the ring that was the peak of the match when the bull when El Torito flew off of the flew El Torito. Ah, he's El Torito. So I'm, uh, he's El Torito. He's El Torito. El El Torito. El Torito. El El Torito. It's like the El Camino song. The front is like a car. The back is like a truck. The front is where you wrestle. The ring is where you El Torito. El El Torito. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I just... I I think this needs to be the point, the breaking point for Los Matadores. All right. This needs to be the breaking point for Los Matadores. It's time we see them move on, evolve in this, in this ridiculous gimmick. And and, and they're just better than that. All right. So then we have the WWE Divas, a title match with Nikki Bella versus Paige in Tokyo on the network, 5 a.m. How do you get better than that? And this brings some questions to me. Like, could we see Charlotte debut here? Could we see Charlotte debut in Tokyo at 5 a.m.? And if so, if Charlotte does show up in Tokyo, is that really her WWE debut? Meaning the main event is for the NXT title. She could technically show up And not have it be her WWE debut. I mean, granted, again, Kevin Owens uh, is, is the only NXT member on the entire card. And Finn Balor for the NXT belt. There's one NXT match. Everything else is WWE. But it's for the title. So Charlotte could show up representing NXT and not have it be the WWE debut. Uh, we're going to have new day versus somebody Uh, it was Cesaro and kid. I've looked, I've not seen who I I, I tried to find this. I've not seen who that replacement is going to be. I know Cesaro and Neville have been teaming up on live shows at the WWE house shows recently. They've been doing the spin into the red arrow, but Neville is going against Jericho. Uh, so I'm not sure what we're going to see there. Um, new day we will see new day kofi's in the co-main event kofi co-main event so but i don't know i mean cesaro i'd like maybe i don't know I i don't know who it's gonna be um i'm not even gonna try to predict um then we have john cena and dolph ziggler versus kane and barrett which really has no substance it's just a match it's a match on a house show that's it it's just a match um, Dolph's, I mean, it's going to probably be fun, you know, um, Cena, Ziggler, Kane, but I mean, it, you know, whatever. All right. Chris Jericho versus Neville. Wow. 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 Chris Jericho versus Neville in Tokyo on the network 5 a.m. You cannot beat that. This excites me a lot. This is going to be a great match. You have Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston, uh, and I hope I am proved to be wrong, but I don't see this being a great match as much as I see Brock Lesnar destroying Kofi Kingston in less than five minutes, making the fans in Tokyo happy. Pleasing the fans at home at 5 a.m. I hope I get to stay up longer. You know, if I'm staying up till 6 a.m., 7 a.m. to see Brock Lesnar, I hope I get to see him for more than five minutes, is all I'm saying. So, um, Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor, that's just going to, we're going to get full body paint. Kevin Owens is so hot right now. Finn Balor is probably one of my, he's probably my favorite in NXT as well as maybe with a lot of people. He's just so talented. He's fun to watch. I love the body paint, the look, the, I mean, this is going to be great. Um, and this, again, I, this is—it's gonna be great. This is gonna be a lot of fun. Okay, so we'll go through. We'll do some. Uh, I guess we'll do predictions. I mean, I don't know. It's—it's it's a network special. It's—it's it's a glorified house show. It's a fun one-off for the network. Things like this are perfect for the network. They need to do things like this all the time. This is what they need to be doing with the network. Um, all right, so. Lucha Dragons versus Los Matadores. I'm predicting Lucha Dragons win. Los Matadores deteriorate. Uh, El Torito becomes the, a mob boss. That's They're going to have a three-foot... He's going to become... He's going to drop the bullfighting gimmick. He's going to dress like a gangster. He's a mob. He's going to be a three-foot-tall bodyguard for Los Matadores. Let's get... Let's get to get... All right, so Nikki Bella versus Paige. Uh... I don't probably, I, I would love to see Paige claim that title, um, in in Tokyo. I would, I would love to see Paige claim that title. This is, I mean, if you're looking for a stage for a debut, I mean, this would be pretty good. It's early in the States, but it would make an international, um, it it would make an international uh, appearance, uh, uh, it'd be best for business all right so i'm gonna go nikki bella with a potential interference although i really want to see Paige get the title in tokyo i do new day versus somebody probably gonna be new day john cena and dolph ziggler versus kane and barrett uh it's it's cena and ziggler all right because cena's in the match plain and simple let's Cena's in the match. It's a glorified house show. I don't think John Cena has ever lost a house show. I'm I could be I'm probably wrong, but I mean he's not in. Oh, I mean he he wins at house shows. John Cena is your victor. Um, and Dolph Ziggler is going to be with him. So the Chris Jericho versus Neville again. If this was if this were actually just a house show, I'd say maybe Jericho would go over. But Jericho is he's a swell guy. All right, he's going to be putting Neville over. We're going to see Neville win this. Chris Jericho will put him over He's He is. That's what he does. He helps the business. He helps the roster. Okay. So Neville is going to go over on Chris Jericho. This match could steal the show right here. Chris Jericho versus Adrian Neville could easily steal the show that and Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor are going to be the best matches of the night. I don't see how it could go any other way. I mean Brock Lesnar versus Kofi is not gonna be like a match match. I mean, it, we could end up seeing Brock Lesnar versus all of New Day. We could a three on one. That would be a fun, you know, like Godzilla kind of a. Ah, I'm Brock Lesnar, like just walking up out of the ocean. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's not gonna be the but Jericho Neville. We're gonna see Neville. Lesnar over Kofi or the New Day or whoever it is and then Finn Balor he's my prediction he's taking the NXT title he's taking it in Tokyo Um, he's making it an international belt and then he's gonna take the belt back to NXT where it belongs What is the NXT title? I mean, having it defended on Raw and paraded on Raw is great for Kevin Owens. It makes the belt look good. It makes Kevin Owens look good with the belt, but it's not doing a lot for NXT. It doesn't do a lot for NXT because where is the champion? When's the last time the belt has been defended on NXT? Finn Balor with the win, taking the belt back to NXT. Um... And that's gonna be it so this weekend and remember when you're done 6 a.m pop tv paragon pro wrestling two debut a new and then we're gonna talk to uh jeff here just coming up in just a little bit so um all right uh tna uh i bringing jeff jarrett back to tna seems like kind of a desperate move right like what can jeff jarrett do for tna that hasn't already been done. How does this benefit Global Force Wrestling? With the reputation TNA has had, I don't think it's smart of Jeff Jarrett to associate himself with TNA right now, unless he's going to end up owning it. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. This doesn't make me want to watch TNA any more than it already did. In fact, I may want to watch it less now. All right. Last week during Ring of Honor on Twitter, they announced Jeff Jarrett was going to be on Impact. So I stuck around. I'm like, oh my God, is this going to be like a Shane McMahon showing up on WCW here to announce his, his ownership of the company? He's taking the company back, but, but then he just comes out and says he's wrestling at their pay-per-view. All right. Well, I'm done watching. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say. How, how and then he wins the king of the mountain at Verse. How can Jeff Jarrett winning king of the mountain be good for longevity? Where is there's there's something there. I mean, I think maybe like TNA brings in Billy Corgan to creative and now we're seeing Jeff Jarrett and Big Van Vader. Oh, that's not good. Any Look, I'm a, it's Vader time, Vader time, all right, time and time to time, it's Vader time, I get it, it was Vader time 20 years ago, all right, now it's time for Vader to not probably get back in the ring a little bit, and any company who's bringing in Vader for that pop, well they're not like well off, they're not well to do, they're not well to do, all right. Um, and then after Slammiversary, Dixie Carter started directly responding to people who were trashing the show on Twitter. The problem is she's 51 years old. Why are you even on Twitter to begin with? Why do you not have a PR? And if you do have a PR doing this for you, uh, then you should fire them. And not only that, Eric Young, Eric Young after Slammiversary was like anybody who watched Slammiversary and didn't like it could go F themselves. What? Uh, And I guess it was taken down pretty quickly. I did a screenshot of that. I'm going to keep this. I have a feeling this isn't going to be up here for very long. I'm going to keep that for my own personal records. Uh, It's just not good. There's a lot of angst. There's a lot of frustration. They lost a lot of talent, a lot of people. And this is what's kind of weird. There's a lot of people leaving TNA and going to Global Force Wrestling. So I'm not... There's look. I'm not saying they don't have a plan. I'm just saying I haven't seen it yet. Um, I if, whether TNA becomes Global Force um, to rebrand themselves or whether Jeff Jarrett takes TNA back. I don't know. I just I. Right now, my opinion is it wasn't a good move for Jeff Jarrett. I was excited to see him move forward with Global Force Wrestling. It was new. It was different. I wanted to see where he was going to go. And this is where he went. And I'm not too um, excited about that. All right. uh, Let's move. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Raw Recappuccino. That's right. Every week. I take the hottest, most caffeinated, bubbly parts of Monday night, Raw, and I stick it inside of the raw re cappuccino. All right, first, uh, first, what a great night for rock, especially compared to last week. Last week was Jabber Fest, and when I saw Big Show versus Mark Henry, I immediately immediately was like, "Oh no, here we go again." But no, this shaped up to be. An incredible, incredible night for Monday Night Raw. the The crowd was on fire. That DC crowd was on fire. The matches were great. They were booked well. They were good matches. They were lengthy matches. It was a good night for Raw. It really was. Um, bef- before we get to the opening of Raw, why is Roman Reigns still dressing? like he's in the shield. I talked about this several weeks ago and I'm there's I'm not seeing a lot of difference here. All right? he's still dressing like he's in the shield. He's still stuck somewhere between what he wants to be and what WWE wanted him to be in the shield. Like when the shield broke up and Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, they had 15 years of ring experience. They knew who they were in the ring. They knew who they had been in the ring. They they knew they had their ring character, their ring personality. Roman Reigns didn't have that. So when the shield broke up, Rollins and Ambrose, just went to be themselves like right? oh i'm gonna be me this is i'm gonna do this this is what i'm gonna roman reigns is still same outfit he's still wearing the same pants he's still wearing a vest same music same entrance he just needs to he needs to evolve a little bit i so all right raw raw started with the Authority Appreciation Night with Seth Rollins giving J and J security and Kane. He gave them all Apple watches. He was handing out cars and trips, and the audience was really into it. The audience was really into this. They were really behind the the Authority. Like Seth Rollins was selling the Authority, and the crowd was buying it. It may, that could have something to do with how just good the crowd was in D.C. How much, But, I mean, a lot of that really is Seth Rollins is selling it. And they just took out Brock Lesnar last week. Was, you don't get stronger than that. And then we had the Big Show versus Mark Henry, which, again, I forgot that this even had substance to it. I, I really did. I forgot there was any backstory to this match. And I watch regularly, okay? All I saw at first was... Heel versus heel, and why are they in this match? What? And then they had to remind me. And that's the like, thing. If you have to remind me of why two people are wrestling, either just let it be a one-off or don't have the match. All right? Uh, and then Ryback, Ryback versus Miz. This may be the best performance from Ryback we have ever seen. We, we're really getting a new Ryback these days. You know, his promos are improving. This I have never seen so much intes- intensity out of Ryback in a match ever. This Ryback versus Miz last night on, Ra- or on Raw, this week on Raw, was absolutely incredible. And you know, sometimes the man makes the belt. Sometimes the belt makes the man, which doesn't always work. But what we're seeing out of Ryback is a situation where the man has simply stepped up to the plate I don't think the title has done anything for Ryback except give him the confidence and a stronger drive and it's working for him so his promos are improving his in-ring work is getting more intense he's he's just taking it to the next level they gave him an opportunity and Ryback is rising to the opportunity slowly. It wasn't like an overnight, but he's keeps working and working and he seems to really be getting it a lot. It's, we're not getting the same, just food, constant food analogies and one-liners. He's, he's even delivering the feed me more, a little different, a little more emphasis, a little more, just bring it. It's more like a, just bring it kind of when he says it, he's not only relying on it. And I, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Paige versus Alicia Fox page wins. Still not sure where they're going with this story, Team Bella. They're calling it Team Bella. It's a little early to start building a Survivor Series match. Um maybe we're going to see a little bit of this maybe surface more in Tokyo. I really don't know. I know they're going to have t- two WWE like tour squads going on, so I don't know what who's even available to carry that match. I don't know. That story Um, I actually heard John Sheena, I'm sorry, Nikki Bella, hashtag John Sheena, John Sheena. I heard John Sheena, Nikki, I'm sorry, Nikki Bella, hashtag John Sheena wants to have a match with the NXT Women's Champion. Why? Why would she want to do that? I'll tell you why. John Sheena, that's why. Because John Sheena, Nikki Bella would be embarrassed by the talent in NXT, in my opinion. But she'd also learn. She would also learn by working with that level of talent. The same way John Cena has improved his in-ring game just from a couple matches with Kevin Owens. So John Sheena, if, if John Sheena wants to follow that same approach, like, oh, hey, my man is wrestling the NXT champion. Well, I want to wrestle the NXT women's champion. Why? Because John Sheena. It's not really an original thing. It would be fun, um, Nikki Bella would learn from it, but I think she would get embarrassed. I think she would need to get embarrassed. Somebody would just have to come out and kind of embarrass her. I don't, you don't have her chase like we're done with the Twin Magic. Maybe they're going to replace Twin Magic with Team Bella. I have no idea. I have no idea where they're going with that. So uh, Cesaro versus John Cena. The man himself, Cesaro versus Cena. Cesaro sporting the pink on black for Tyson Kidd and going with the sharpshooter, which I loved it. I loved the Cesaro swing into the sharpshooter. How does it get better than that? This match was so good. This I loved this Cesaro-Cena match. Let me tell you something. Look, I just moved. I just moved. I just bought a house. We didn't have cable, we didn't have internet all weekend, didn't get it until t- Tuesday, today, this this morning, this afternoon. So Monday night, I watched Raw on my phone. I watched it on my phone, all right? Just a little, um, my, my little my little iPhone 6, had it sitting there on the arm of the rocking chair in a recliner, and I watched Raw on my phone, and this match, had me jumping and screaming from my little screen on my phone i could not have been more into it now maybe it's i didn't see enough because of the size of my screen but this cesaro versus cena may have been one of the most exciting matches of the year so far the whole thing of owens bringing out cesaro to fight cena for him this week I don't know how smart that was if they're really trying to push Kevin Owens because now I just want to see Cesaro with that title. And I would love it if Battleground became a three-way for the U.S. title. Then you can have Cesaro, Pensina for the U.S. strap still keep Owens looking strong. All right, this, I, I just... He deserves it. I mean, Cesaro is so good. And if this is the level of match that, we're gonna, that we can expect to see, this might be Cesaro's best match in WWE so far ever, ever. The way, I mean, he just worked that match so well. And if that is the kind of match we can see from Cesaro, then I don't see why who would not want to see that title on him. If I want to see that match out of him all the time. I want to see that intensity out of him all the time. Look, I knew Cesaro was not going to win that match. I knew it. I knew Cesaro would not win that match. Okay. He's, they have the battleground match coming up. Kevin Owens is at ringside. Cesaro's not going to win, but I, I forgot that several times or I thought, uh, it was so close. So close. All right. Then we had the eight-man tag match. Lucha Dragons and primetime players versus the New Day and Bo Dallas. Primetime players win. Titus O'Neil get the pin. Um, this match. All right. This match and the Cena-Cesaro match both, I think, may have been too good (laughs) okay i think it may have been a little too good all right the raw raw was really good monday night raw was amazing but it made me question a couple things it made me question um a couple of the reigning and potential future champions this match particular made me go i want to see lucha dragons with the tag titles and they're, they're exciting. They've been all over the PR lately. Uh, mainly, they're exciting. They're such a good tag team. And I've been supporting. I have been behind primetime players. I have been loving their title reign. But this, I want to see the Lucha Dragons. So Kevin Owens going for the US title. And primetime players with the tag titles. Which I have been happy as could be about again. But taking another look at what's going on, I want to see Cesaro with the United States champion, and I think the Lucha Dragons would be a really fun tag uh, team champ. Yeah. If I had to guess at how this is going to go, if I really had to guess how this is going to go, Kevin Owens is going to win Battleground, and then he's going after Ryback for the Intercontinental title. All right, and then Cesaro will probably pick up the U.S. title after. Um, I just, Kevin Owens right now is just not happy with anything he has, and he's not going to stop going for the next title until he gets to the heavyweight championship belt. Also, having Kevin Owens go for the Intercontinental title would be a great way to re legitimize that. After Daniel Bryan had to drop the belt, it would, it would be a great way to re legitimize that after he had to drop the belt, because what that does is it, it makes the intercontinental belt that number two, it's the next step up. Okay. It's the next step up. All right. He started with the NXT title. He came in immediately going for the U S title. All right. And after that, well, he's going to go for the intercontinental title and then the unite and then the heavyweight title. So having him go for that Intercontinental title immediately automatically says it's the next step up. And as strong as Kevin Owens is looking, as over as he is, as good as these matches has have been, if he just keeps winning the next belt without ever losing the one he has, uh, that's good. well, I guess he's probably going to lose it um, in Tokyo. Maybe. Maybe he won't. Maybe he really will just go the, win the U.S. title. And then just have to drop the NXT belt. Show up on NXT with both titles. But I don't think, I think they need a definitive champion. They can't just have the guy who in NXT who picks up the belt when Kevin Owens loses. They need the guy that beat Kevin Owens. That will also set up for a nice feud on the main roster down the road. Um, when, when Finn Balor finally makes it to the main roster. All right. And Cesaro. But now, after last night, taking another look at what's going on, well, I want to see Cesaro with the title. And I think I want to see the Lucha Dragons with the tag team belts, too. Cesaro is way more deserving than Kevin Owens, okay? Uh, Kevin Owens wouldn't, you know, Kevin Owens wouldn't be a case of the man makes the title because Cena has made that title. Cena made that title. He reestablished that title, re-legitimized that title. Cena did exactly what he needed to do with the U.S. title. And that was make it mean something again. Now, obviously, John Cena is bigger than that belt will ever be or has ever been. I mean, so it really will be up to who takes it from him and what they can do with it. I hope the U.S. Open challenges continue I do hope they continue after uh if Cena drops it at Battleground. I do hope that continues. Um <sighs> I I don't know. It's just it's it's such a wrestling. It's everybody's just nailing it. Everybody was so good last night. Everybody just brought it. Uh, all right. So then you had Ziggler and Lana go public. Oh, and then Rusev and Summer Rae, uh come out. Oh, is Ziggler headed back to being a heel? I mean. You kind of think it. I felt it. I felt Rusev and Summer Rae had a little bit more of the sympathy than they did. I mean, and you know what? Ziggler and Lana must be going heel if I'm getting behind Summer Rae. You got to be pretty shady to get me to cheer for a Summer Ray promo. Okay? I mean, you would have to be pretty bad to get me to cheer Or not even cheer, but to feel like, oh, yeah, you go, girl, for a Summer Rae promo. Because I did when Summer Rae, granted, she sounded like Summer Rae, but I don't like this whole Lana thing. I don't like watching Ziggler make out with Rusev's real-life girlfriend. I don't. I don't, you know, obviously, kayfabe-wise, she's playing Ziggler. She still is. Rusev's hurting. He's a hurting man. And so, w- when Summer Ray started her promo, I, my emotions like, "You go, Summer. You tell that Lana girl. You go. Come on now, Jerry, 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 Jerry. All right. So, and that happened. You had two blondes uh, Neville versus Sheamus." Sheamus won. Sheamus is another guy who has a really strong finisher. People don't kick out of the bro kick. That's a great – he's looking great right now. I'm excited to see him in the Ninja Turtles. Um, uh, and I'm excited to see Neville this weekend on the WWE Network at 5 o'clock in the morning. All right. And then, for some reason, I just don't know if it was time or why they did it, but between Sheamus and Neville in the main event, they put Wade Barrett versus Jack Swagger. Like, What? They don't need a breather, man. A bathroom. Is that what they're like? Man, it's been too good. We got to cool this off. We got to cool them off. We just got to cool them off. All right. They must have. I think they may have been short on time. I wonder if that's why they ran so long after the main event was over, too. Because after the match was over, it just got. Well, I mean, it it was solid. It was a solid match. I mean, that was a good 15 minute match. All right. Uh, The main event tag match. Uh, Man, Ambrose and Reigns versus Kane and Rollins. No DQ match. Yet, for some reason, Ambrose kept going to stand on the ring apron waiting for a tag. Like, why would you... Why would you... I mean, the match... God, man, the match was so good. Like, what? Kendo stick, kendo stick, kendo stick. Superman punch, Superman punch, Superman punch. Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt. I I really hope Bray Wyatt wins this feud with Roman Reigns. I do. Bray needs the victory more. All right? He really does. I like the feud. I do like the feud. Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns works for both of them well. It works because it keeps Roman Reigns away from that actual title. Title match, which he doesn't need to be in right now, but it also puts Bray Wyatt closer to the title, because Reigns really is associated with the title, mainly because a lot of people don't really want him there right now. I think they're doing good keeping him out of main events right now. Um, Roman can lose this feud with Wyatt and still look just the same. Wyatt, they have a- him... <laughs> I mean, they kind of had him job to Roman Reigns to put him in the money in the bank, which started the feud. Okay, that did start the feud. But I mean, he, WrestleMania, he had The Undertaker, and then he, you know, which he lost, and, you know, he lost a big feud to Cena, and he lost, uh, you know, so, and then he, what, beat Ryback, right and then he lost to Roman Reigns, and now he's in a feud with Roman Reigns. So, Wyatt is so over. And, again, I'm excited to see which way the fans go when these two get in the ring. Because there are a lot of Roman Reigns fans and there's a lot of Bray Wyatt fans. Plain and simple. I, I'm excited. That match, I'm excited for that match. I really am. I really am excited to see these two feuded out. And I hope it's more than just one match. All right. So uh, what do you guys think about Seth Rollins using the pedigree? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Do you miss the curb stomp? Let me know. Message me at the Yes Talk or find me on Facebook. Tweet at me. You Tweet at me at the Yes Talk. Tell me, do you miss the pedigree or the curb stomp? Do you like Seth Rollins using the pedigree? Do you hate it? What do you think? Um, and how strong is the authority looking right now? This, uh, this crew just took out Brock Lesnar, manhandled Roman Reigns at the end of the match. I mean, even Jamie Noble with three broken ribs went in for a quick kick on... On Roman Reigns. Um, God. And then, and then, what happened? Table, table, table. Pedigree, pedigree, pedigree. And then, more Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. What a great week for Raw. What an amazing week for Raw. Oh, my God. Really? Whew. Yeesh. Wow. Uh... Uh, especially after last week was really, they have a lot of injuries right now. They have a lot of injuries they have about ten guys injured um and it's hurting them i mean it, it's it's hurting them and it shows it showed last week big time uh I do feel that they are hurting right now um and they need uh they and but so when that's why when Big Show and Mark Henry came out. I'm like, oh, great. Here's a repeat of last week, Jobber Fest. Why? I mean, so, but no, Raw was amazing. Um, all right, so what we're going to do is I'm going to go to, I got fan questions. I got fan, the social media suplex. I don't care what you call it. I just, people messaged me and they asked me questions and they'd say things. And I'm going to share some of those with you guys tonight. Um Oh, speaking of Twitter, man, after, so after uh, you know what? I'll save that. We'll segue with that. All right. So uh, Phil White, uh, 70, at Phil White um, who is actually celebrating his birthday tonight. So happy birthday, Phil White. Happy birthday to you. Phil messaged the show, even though it was his birthday. Heck, maybe he messaged the show because it was his birthday. Uh, so it's not a question. Phil said, uh, he let me know that this day in... 1997, Michael Cole made his WWE debut. Uh, Michael Cole debuted as a backstage interviewer uh, uh, and raw uh, in 1997. Um, he came to the World Wrestling Federation in mid-1997 after being recommended to the company officials by Todd Pettengill, if you remember Todd, I sure do, and started using the stage name Michael Cole. He provided voiceovers for promotional videos and later became the host of Livewire uh, show along Jim Cornette. Cole first appeared on screen at the June 30th, 1997 episode of Raw Is War interviewing for his first interview, which I find this amazing, The Legion of Doom, and replaced Todd Pettengill Patt- as a backstage interviewer after SummerSlam. Uh could you Matt, your first interview like hey welcome to the roster welcome to the show go interview the hawking animal like all right i <laughs> Um, so Cole, um, became one of the three announcers for the first hour of Monday Night Raw alongside Jim Ross and Kevin Kelly. Eventually, Cole was permanently, uh, Cole was permanently replaced by Jerry Lawler later in the year. In 1999, Cole became the regular play-by-play announcer for Monday Night Raw, subbing for Jim Ross when Ross was, uh, devastated by Bell's palsy. Um, So that was his first year of – first couple years of uh, WWE, Um, and so we all know the story from there. Now he gets noogies from Brock Lesnar. All right, so Wilmer Montez – at Money Montez um, Wilmer says he actually had a few questions here. He says, "Do you think WWE will buy the TNA library?" Like, well, See, he's just automatically assuming TNA is going to sell their library. This is how much faith the fans have um, for TNA right now. So, uh, do I think they will buy the TNA library? No, no, I don't. I don't. They have enough libraries. I mean maybe would you who would you guys really want to watch impact wrestling on the network? I mean maybe the first few years of it, you know, but I don't think WWE should put Aces and 8s on the network. I don't think that's good for business. Uh he also asked Wilmer Montez. also says when will Charlotte debut? Oh, uh never. They're starting a Lana versus Summer Rae feud. Uh phew. And this has Vince McMahon all over it. When those two blondes hit the canvas, Vince McMahon's desk raised nine inches off the ground. Hello. All right. Uh, It looks like he has two more questions. Well, all right. Well, hey, thank you. Glad you're a fan. Thank you. Thanks, Wilmer. Thanks, Wilmer. Um, uh, Who is in desperate need of a manager or mouthpiece? Ooh. um, Now, I mentioned this before. Uh, I think... I think uh, Curtis Axel could benefit from Hulk Hogan as a manager. I think that would. I think Hulk Hogan could come in, take that gimmick off of him, and really give him a good push. I'd like to see it. Not so. Maybe not with. Uh, I mean, maybe with both of them. But I think with Curtis Axel. I. I do. I'd like to see Hogan come in and take this Axelmania gimmick, kind of replace that, pull that off, put some individual personality into it, and. Uh, yeah. I, so that's my answer right now. Um, Curtis Axel. He's in desperate need of something. Um, so why didn't... Um, this is the last question. Why didn't any well-known indie guys make it to Tough Enough? And do you think that is the main reason for lack uh, in ratings on the season premiere? Hmm. No, I don't. Why? I know that they had offered some guys some ringer spots who had turned it down. Um you know, it's uh, said. I, you know, I read they offered, uh, talked about it last week. Moose uh, of Ring of Honor offered him a ringer spot, but with no guaranteed contract, even if he lost. So he, I mean, he didn't take it. He was really happy with his spot in Ring of Honor right now. So, um. but why didn't any well-known indie guys make it to Tough Enough? I don't because I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't book it. I don't. I don't book it. Um, and the main reason for lacking ratings, I don't know. I do. Pro-wrestling fans like reality... I mean, isn't pro... WWE is like reality television, so I don't... I loved it. I loved Tough Enough. I don't know about the ratings. I loved it. I watched it with the misses, and we immediately watched Tough Talk. I loved it. Very fun. Whole lot of fun going on with that show. Um, All right. Nathaniel Feliciano asked, Who truly deserves a title shot? Oh. Hey. I'll say it. I already said it. Cesaro. Right. Cesaro, put Cesaro, put a title. In fact, can we just have him go go get the uh, Intercontinental? What's probably going to happen? This is, and I could see this happening. All right. Kevin Owens versus Cena. Kevin Owens wins the U.S. title from Cena. Immediately begins going after Ryback for the Intercontinental title. And, and beats them and wins okay wins um which Ryback versus Kevin Owens could you know that could be good that could be good and Kevin Owens can you know Ryback's been doing better on his promos for sure but if need be Kevin Owens can definitely carry those uh he can sell that match by himself if he needs I mean he could he could I mean so he's great on the mic um But I, so that's, and then we'd probably see that U.S. title go to Cesaro. That's if they're planning like several steps ahead, which I don't always think WWE is. You know, there are a lot of what's happening now. What are we doing today, tonight? What are we going to do for this show? So, but if I was booking it, we would see Kevin Owens beat Cena, quickly go after Ryback for the Intercontinental title and then put the us title on cesaro. Uh I think that would be great. And then and then you know, let him feud it out. And then Kevin Owens go starts going for the main title. So maybe by Survivor Series we see Kevin Owens versus maybe Seth Rollins or Brock Lesnar, probably not WrestleMania. I just don't see Kevin Owens ever being content with any title unless it's the main title. As long as the same as he's doing with the NXT title, he's carrying the NXT title and just Obsessively going after the U.S. title because it's the next step up. And then he will go after the intercontinental title and re-legitimize that as the number two title, which would be a great thing. That'd be a great way to do it. After Daniel Bryan had to lay it down again, what you know, with Daniel Bryan having to lay it down because of injury. Having Kevin Owens go after that intercontinental title from the U.S. title would make it, especially as hot as Kevin Owens is right now and as much as everybody's behind him, having him go after the Intercontinental title after this feud with Cena, after winning the U.S. title, well, man, that, it claims it as the number two. You have him saying that's the next step. After that belt is the heavyweight champion. And so that right there is a f- phenomenal way to re-legitimize the intercontinental title as the the number 2 belt. And then you can put that US title on Cesaro and then man, you have some strong champions. Not that you don't right now, but man, you would have some strong champions uh for the, of the future, man. Not guys who've had it for 10 years not guys who you have been. i mean this your champions would be seth rollins kevin owens and cesaro man that that's those are good champions those are good champions all right and then um sheamus is gonna you know all right so we'll worry all right so all right so again i have uh I have uh, Jeff Aiken from Paragon Pro Wrestling, and I want to build that. So a little more. I just want to touch. T- this is while we're on Twitter and social media. Dixie Carter had, was tweeting more about the sl- like more live tweets from Slammiversary than the fans. All right. And to top that off, she started actually responding to hate tweets. To like she, like personally responding two messages on twitter like with but why you like you are you're like 50 plus years old why are you even on twitter no i mean i'm just saying don't you have a pr person and if you do you should fire them if you're not tweeting these yourself then you need to fire whoever is and then after the event was over eric young eric young it was like amateur hour for tna sunday like Eric Young gets on and says, anybody who watched Slammiversary and didn't enjoy it can go F themselves. That's what he said. All right. So that's Eric Young. That's not Dustin Kaufman. I mean, so I didn't. I'm just relaying this in a way that you'll understand so uh that's what he says i mean that's so th- like why what good does that do if you uh, worked at a restaurant and somebody's like hey this cheeseburger is not really cooked right well why don't you just go to hell like that's not they're not coming back man you know like oh this steak's i don't i didn't really care for the steak well eh, screw you bud you take it and you like it or you leave that's That's not how you conduct business, man. They're hurting. They're scared. They're overreacting. Emotions are going through the roof over there. Um, And as, look, man, a lot of people say, I'm not even alone. We had Wilmer Montez asking if WWE is going to buy the TNA library. People are worried about where TNA is going, and people aren't expecting it to, to to, to, to go well for them. So, as places do fall, other places rise. So, again, um, we had just gotten Ring of Honor uh, premiering on Destination America. Um, And now, we're going to get a new debut, a brand new show, Paragon Pro Wrestling, um, which is going to be on Pop TV every Saturday, 6 a.m. starting this weekend. Yes, their debut show competing with Brock Lesnar. We will talk about it. It was a Lovely interview. I really enjoy talking to this guy. It's a lot of fun. His name is, his name is Jeff Aiken. He uh, he's doing the PR for Paragon. He's also going to be the voice as the color commentator for the events and for the show. So uh, it's a good interview. It's a lot of fun. Enjoy. Um, and again, I'll be back to say goodnight next week. We're going to have Donovan Dijak from Ring of Honor, ladies and gentlemen, next week. I was going to do it's pre-recorded. I was going to do it this week, but Paragon's actually debuting. I want to give him a heads up. Uh, I just, you know, I want to. I'm, I'm trying to support everybody, and I think this is the best way to do it. Um, it's. I think this is what's best for the wrestling business, and you know, something that's actually we talk about that brought up in this interview is the idea of a professional wrestling. Network, not WW, but like all the other shows on one network, man, it's, hello, hi, you talk, because I only have cable, and we do talk about this, I only have cable for professional wrestling, so if you put all those shows on one other network, man, save me a 100 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month to watch Ring of Honor and Paragon and TNA and New Japan, yeah, Global Force, sure, all of maybe we can get some pro wrestling gorilla on there. So, you know, some combat zone, just put pro wrestling on there. It'd be amazing. Just the pro wrestling network, just legal, like a legal, like, Hey, an app. Subscri- like, so, okay. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please enjoy, uh, this is my interview with, uh, Jeff Aiken from Paragon pro wrestling. Enjoy. in such a good town.
1: It's incredible. You know, it's like, I work down in Vegas quite a bit. I work, all over the place quite a bit, but I will never, never not live in Portland.
0: Uh, it's be, I've been there several times. I've, I uh, used to frequent Seattle a lot. I'd always go through Portland. Uh, I just got done filming a documentary semi-recently, and we were up in Portland, nice. and we were around Zigzag, Oregon. I, I've done comedy. Yeah. Comedy all. Yep. Zigzag's great. So you know what I'm talking about there? That's Oh,
1: like, very well, yeah. We have so many. Just, Oregon's just a cool, cool spot. There's so many cool, just everything about this state. Except their tax structure, but that's a whole different conversation.
0: <laughs> what's, what's the big, uh, the popular uh, performance bar in ZigZag? Is that the one way or the... I'm That's probably it, not.
1: I'm pretty sure it's the one way, if right. I remember right. Yeah. It's, I Everybody's did. been there.
0: Uh, so I've seen bands there. I've done comedy there. I've played music oh, really? there. It's, yeah, it's, I love that place. It's so That's re- awesome. So much love in that little town. But all right. Yeah. Um, so you're... <laughs> You, uh, we'll get to this, uh, thing. Um, so I am here with Jeff, with Jeff Aiken from Paragon Pro Wrestling, uh, and to debut this Saturday, right? Is that right?
1: That's right. This Saturday, 4th of July.
0: On Pop TV. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Jeff. Uh, so you, uh, you, you were doing the PR for Paragon, but you're also going to be the voice, uh, as the color commentator for these, uh, televised shows.
1: That's right. Myself and Todd Kennelly. People might remember Todd Kennelly from his days from another uh, internationally broadcast uh, TV show. He used to be, uh, do play-by-play with uh, Taz on TNA Impact
0: oh, yeah. a couple of years
1: ago. And so, yeah, Todd and I have been working together for a couple of years now. Um, small company up in the Portland, Oregon area called the West Coast Wrestling Connection. And we got tagged to uh, be the commentary team for Paragon Pro Wrestling, which we're both really excited about. And it's just, I mean, I got to tell you, the commentator, it's, we have the coolest job. And all pro wrestling, we get to not only watch every match that happens, but we get to give you our opinions on it, and we get paid to do it. It's pretty awesome. <laughs>
0: how, how did you get into uh, pro wrestling commentating? Did you, uh, yeah? How did you get into uh, commentating for pro wrestling? Yeah,
1: you know, honestly, I kind of fell into the commentary part of it. I trained to wrestle uh, many years ago um, up here in the Pacific Northwest, and um, ended up doing pretty much every job you can think of. You know, working on the indies, I refereed. I was a manager for a lot of years and just kind of was a plug-and-play kind of guy. If you need somebody to do something, you can put me in and do it. I'm not going to be, I mean, by no, especially as as, as anything physical. I wasn't a wrestler or anything like that that could make you money or get shit taken care of. But I've got a mouth. I can talk. And was pretty decent on the mic. And so the the company I was working for up in the Portland area started doing cable access television. A lot of of Indies like to start off there. And so they needed somebody to do commentary. They're like, hey, Jeff, you can do this. Just do it. There you go. Go ahead and go. And so I gave him my best shot, and it was awful. Of course, I think, I think it's the one job in pro wrestling that absolutely everyone thinks they can do, and then as soon as they start trying, they realize, that, oh, wow, this is, this is actually really difficult. So I spent a lot of time learning from other broadcasters. I talked to people who worked in radio or uh, who do voiceover work, um, some TV stuff, and just kind of soaked in as much as I could and just kept plugging away. At the pro wrestling thing, taking any bookings I can to, to talk for whomever I could, and then um, landed that good the gig with the West Coast Wrestling Connection doing their their color commentary, and it's just been just kind of really taken off from that point. It really took an incredible opportunity. They're a fun fun company out of the Northwest who they're on a regional television show and they post all their stuff to YouTube, and it gave me a real opportunity to cut my chops and and uh, really kind of learn what I was doing. So, and then working with Todd the past year or so has just really elevated. My game, and he and I have incredible chemistry. We hang out outside of wrestling, and have just become really good friends. And I think a lot of that comes through when uh, when you listen to our work.
0: And now you mentioned you were a manager for a while. I hear a lot of people say they want to they they want to be a manager. How how does is there there? That's is that one of the harder things to get into these days, especially with the indie circuit. Maybe some of the, a lot of the organizations not gearing towards managers on the indie circuit. So how do how do you actually break into that
1: role? In the- well, that happened really almost the same way that the commentary thing happened. We had a couple guys in this in the company I was working for that were pretty good in the ring, but just I mean it, it's the classic story. They couldn't talk.
0: What was the company and at so- the time?
1: This this was uh it was this is actually the West Coast Wrestling Connection the first time I was with them. Okay. Uh left them for a while. This is back when they were literally just running monthly shows at an Elks Lodge. Um you know, just kinda just, just you know, like a lot of Indies out there trying to entertain the local the local fans there and then um did some work for another another company that uh, does the uh NWWA or a group I don't like to Talk about too much. It was a it was, it was it was a place I worked. I'll just put it that way. It's the nicest thing I can say about that group, and uh, and a handful of others uh, that that I've done some work with. But when I started doing the manage, the managing gig, it was literally just needed somebody who could talk. And I think it is hard for people to get into managing for two distinct reasons. The first is that a lot of companies really don't either don't use managers or don't know how to use them, and so they they just kind of plug people in at best and then don't really have a real role for them to play. The second reason is it's actually a very difficult job. It's not just dressing funny and going out and talking trash and everything. You have a real job to help that person in the ring get, get everything across, whether it's physical, whether it's part of the story, whether it's part of the character. And you carry a huge vehicle, and this is where a lot of people fall short, is all of us in pro wrestling have egos. I mean, if you're in show business, you've got an ego, period. But as a wrestler or, as, excuse me, as a manager, as a commentator, as these kind of, you know, outside-the-ring roles, you have to put your ego aside because the most important people in the entire event are the guys in the middle of the ring, in tights, giving their bodies to the fans. Absolutely.
0: So uh, so how long, is, how long has Paragon Pro Wrestling been going on?
1: Well, Paragon started, we had our first show back in December 2014, and the company really started with the intention of uh, securing national television. It was, you know, we started producing as a television program from the beginning. And there's, you know, there's, there's differences between promoting, you know, a wrestling event and a television show. Sure. And uh yeah, and you know, a lot of it's just production stuff. Some of it's timing. There's just little differences to everything. So we ran uh, a couple events at the. Um, Texas Station in Las Vegas, Nevada, of course, Las Vegas, Nevada, and uh, and, and and taped those for, for television and just kind of started. You know, anytime you're starting a company, you don't hit the ground running great on day one. And so we learned a couple of lessons. We shifted to a venue that we're at now, Sam's Town, Gambling Hall and Casino, which is incredible. They've got the best room for wrestling. It just it looks fantastic. When people tune in, it's just it looks it's it's perfect for a wrestling show, and uh, the company there is great. They treat us really well. Uh, they have, they're, they're very plugged into the wrestling community. They hold uh, viewing events when when some of the other companies like Ring of Honor or WWE have events. Um, they'll actually have viewing parties and stuff there. They're very plugged into the wrestling community, so they get what we're doing. And uh, so we shipped to them about three months ago, back in May, and everything we've done with them is going to be aired. Um, on our broadcast. So the cool thing is we've got one venue. You're going to have consistency in what you see. We also have a couple of months of footage in the can that we can use for flashbacks, for, you know, context and stories. And, you know, sometimes it's bonus matches, you know, and things like that to plug in. So we are kind of walking into, into the, the, the broadcast television arena with a little bit in the can ready to, ready to back us up.
0: And you actually have uh, quite a nice roster looking here. Uh, Jesse Sorensen, who we've watched make an incredible comeback in his career.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely incredible. Jesse Sorensen's a cool guy. That's first and foremost. I mean, you talk about passion and desire. This guy is all of that. I mean, at one point, there were doctors telling him he, not only would he never wrestle, but that he wouldn't walk he wouldn't necessarily walk again. And, I mean, if you've seen him, you can see him. You know, he's on Twitter, and, and he you know wrestles. Well, you get to see him on Saturday on Paragon Pro Wrestling, but he's in fantastic shape. I, he's at the top of his game and uh, just having a great time.
0: And I also see you got Joey Ryan on there, who's just amazing. I mean, I've seen him live with PWG several times when when I was in LA. Uh, I mean, he's done TNA. He's a great. He's I mean, that's a great personality to have on your show as well.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Not only has he wrestled all over the place, but he wrestles in so many different styles. I mean, really, you name two, PWG and TNA. Those are two different styles of wrestling, but he was a big player in both of them, and he brings a lot, not only in the ring, uh, you know, for, for us wrestling. He's an incredible wrestler, a great character out there, but he brings a lot to the locker room as well because he's literally traveled all over the world. He's wrestled everybody and um has really made a name for himself and not only in the wrestling part of this business but the business side of the business as well so he's been a real asset both in the ring and in the locker room
0: and you have uh west briscoe you also have gangrell on there and Gan- yep. gangrell actually brings up a couple questions for me um now gangrell is also uh he works out of knox pro He's an instructor yep. at Knox Pro, which is uh, which is Rikishi School run by uh, Black Pearl and Gangrel, the main instructors there. So is this going to be a kind of – are we going to see more of the younger talent that's being molded at Knox Pro come to Paragon in the future? Because I know they have some great, great talent at Knox Pro.
1: They have some incredible talent. In fact – that I'd say right now, if you are wanting to become a pro wrestler, that's, I mean, that's where you go.
0: That's where Rusev uh, came out of? Uh, exactly. And,
1: and, I mean, and, and I'm just going to pontificate for a minute because, you know honestly, one of the things you'll hear me if, if you talk to me along, there's a big difference between pro wrestling and sports entertainment. They really are two different things, in my opinion. They look a lot the same, and they have a lot in common. But what I love about Rusev, and I know that it comes from Gangrel, he's a pro wrestler and he's a pro wrestler in a sports entertainment environment. And you know that it works because he's a guy that people actually, they hate him. They want to see him get beat up. And that's something that's so lost in the modern landscape of pro wrestling. There's just that true, like, like hatred, you know, that we'd have for wrestlers. I remember as a, as a kid, you know, I, there's a documentary out on him now, but I grew up watching the iron cheek and I hated that guy, Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and Rusev brings some of that, and that's part of what Gang—that's Gangrel helping him out. You know, we've absolutely talked to Gangrel a couple times about bringing, you know, using Paragon as a place for these guys to work and want to get to. But on top of that, because Gangrel is such just a, a natural-born teacher and trainer, everybody benefits from being around him. Um, you know, he, he, the guys can talk to him about you know they have these thoughts, they have these ideas. You know, what do they want to do in the ring, and, and he can. He's elevating everyone's game, and he's not, even, he's not even necessarily doing it for himself. He's doing it because he loves this sport. He loves this business, and he's just doing what he can to make it, make it better for everybody. Gangrel is, is one of my absolute most favorite people, not only in the business, but in the world.
0: That's great. Yeah. He's a great guy, and I can imagine yeah, he's great. really adding a lot to the roster. So, I mean, as far as like opening that, are we could we be seeing some of the people from Knox? Is that something that we could be seeing in the
1: future? You could see it. I'll, I'll leave that. You could be seeing that in the future.
0: <laughs> it's fair.
1: That's Pro fair. wrestling, right? I can't give it all away.
0: That's true. That is true. But <laughs> I, I would say I would. I'd love to see some Black Pearl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just saying just putting it out there just
0: a little a little stink face and you know they got uh they got man they just they got all right so we'll move on so how long have you no okay you're going to be uh, on pop tv um yep and it's going to be 6 a.m is that everywhere or is that 6 a.m central eastern how is you know
1: that? i i gotta be honest and, and you know like you said at the top i helped with the pr for for uh paragon and I, I don't know the answer to that question right now. We're just a few days out from our debut on the 4th of July, and what I know is we're 6 a.m., both uh, Eastern and Pacific, as far as Mountain oh. and Central, um, and, and then Hawaii and everywhere else. Because I'm not 100% sure. So kind of the stock answer I'd give, of course, you know, is go, go check your listings and, and, and see when it is. But um, personally, well, I think 6 a.m. is a little bit early, a little bit it's Saturday morning. But what's cool about it, and I've said this in a couple other, interviews and it's been on some Facebook posts and stuff. But when I grew up, I was about to say
0: the same exact same thing, man. Yep.
1: Saturday morning wrestling. That's what it's all. I mean, you wake up. And so for me, I come from a huge family. I've got five sisters and three brothers and a family like that, right? You, you create bonds quick or you, or you just fight incessantly. Our bond, especially with us brothers, was Saturday morning wrestling, getting up early, watching that stuff. And it hasn't existed in so long. And so, when we were talking with Pop, figuring out when we were going to be on TV, we knew we didn't want to run the same night as everybody else. You know, and just be be all, not that not that all the companies don't they all stand out now, their own product. But at some point, it's all just the same night. You know, one solid night. So we wanted to stand out. We wanted to be on a different day. Did you know when wait. they threw us some time options? We're like, Saturday morning. That is awesome. Yeah. Yes, please. I-
0: <laughs> I bet. Uh, now was WCW? Did they have an early Sunday morning as well, or was they that did. in the mid eighties?
1: I remember as a kid growing up, we went to church. We would be leaving for church when that came on. I used to it just drove me crazy. You
0: couldn't I was watch like, it, but I, got, but
1: I got to watch wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and I do like the time slot. It is a fun time slot. Uh, so Pop TV. How long have you known that your debut was going to be July fourth at six a.m.
1: Not long at all, uh, maybe about two weeks, two, three weeks. I, that's been, we had our last taping the first weekend in June, that Tuesday in June, and it was probably about three days after that taping that we knew that was going to be the debut. So
0: you knew going into this that your debut was going to be, at 6 a.m., nevertheless, was going to be competing with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Bring it on. Bring it on. I mean, it's actually. Bring it on. It actually. I mean, because with the, you know, DVR, it actually could work to your advantage because people are going to be awake watching wrestling at that. I mean, so it actually. I think that could actually. I think that could help you. I mean, and and if nothing else, if nothing, I'm, hey, watch Paragon at six a.m. If nothing else, DVR, watch it when you're done, di- and then
1: everything exactly. And you know, DVR, DVR the game for TV, just period. And so it's cool, and we can we can we could be on at four a.m. We could be on at two a.m. Set your DVR, watch it when you want to watch it. But you're right, our debut. The, the first people were like, oh, my gosh, we're going to run head-to-head? That's going to be that's, that's you're insane. Okay, first off, it's one show. <laughs> one. It's one show, right? I mean, so our, our, it's only our debut, whatever. But, yeah, make a day out of it. It's the 4th of July. What better to fill your 4th of July with than pro wrestling, right? Watch something with a little bit of Brock Lesnar, with a little bit of the, the superstars out there, and then, Hit your DVR, hit Pop TV, and watch the competitors in Paragon Pro Wrestling. You can see some sports entertainment. You can see some pro wrestling. You can see it all, and then watch, and then so you can watch the fireworks starting at six in the morning.
0: <laughs> so I, I do like how you are already referring to yourself as the competitor, and, and I I wish you guys nothing but the best, and hope that you do. And you know, you say that you're coming on. You guys are, um, uh, you know. You you're gonna move up. You're you're gonna build your brand, and I want to like mention just something that was re- released yesterday in the news. Uh, mm. Kind of, uh, as Pro Wrestling Illustrated is no longer recognizing the TNA title as yes. the World Championship title. So, could we be seeing you guys on Destination America soon? <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, no. <laughs> I, well, I say I say no immediately, but then I say you know you never you never say never, never. around here. So here's here's the thing: is to, to hit on your earlier point of saying we're competition. So I believe very much that it is naive to say that anyone is not competition. I go so far as to say that my, one of my biggest competitors right now is the Xbox and the PlayStation because we compete for people's time and entertainment dollar. And it's going to go to video games. It's going to go to pro wrestling. It's going to go to the Avengers at the movie theater. You know, those are, it's all competition. It's more direct, you know, with us and other wrestling companies. But because we've spaced out, you can enjoy all of us. It's not a competition and let's put each other out of business. Let's fight each other. We're just different. It's like Baskin Robbins, 31 flavors, you know, right? We got all these different flavors of pro wrestling. So we're competition, yes just like Jamocha Almond Fudge is competing with pralines and cream. They're both awesome. I go with Jamocha myself. <laughs> but the other one is, let's talk about why PWI isn't recognizing the TNA championship as a world title. Part of it is PWI, and I remember this because I used to be a subscriber to the magazine and I used to talk about it, what qualifies a championship as a world title. And One of the things is the, the international and, and national reach through broadcast that the championship has that's one of the big things and so right now on pop tv we are in almost twice the number of homes as destination america um we i'd much rather be you know have exposure to 85 plus million people than 40 or 50 million it's crazy we're talking about millions of people here but destination america is doing some incredible things with their wrestling block but frankly, I'd rather be in, have access to more people's homes And if PWI or whomever wants to call the Paragon Pro Wrestling Championship a world title. One of the keys in that happening is us having the market saturation, the ability to be in enough homes to be called a world championship. And that, I think, is one of the factors that drove PWI to, to, to no longer recognize the TNA Championship as a world title.
0: One thing I am finding interesting, and it's happening a lot, especially even just in the past year um, is we keep seeing uh, n- young new uh, r- or, or just wrestling organizations in general introducing thousands of people to new stations that they normally would never have seen. It happened with Lucha Underground yeah. and El Rey, uh, yeah. TNA, and, and Ring of Honor now on Destination America. And and we're probably going to see the same thing from Paragon to Pop TV. I right? So, uh Pop TV is another one where people, when, when Lucha said we're on El Rey, people went, what's El Rey? Or do I have Destiny? Yep. You know, it's the kind of thing. So is it is it on Time Warner? Is it on Comcast? Is it on AT&T U-verse?
1: Is it? Pop TV, Is it's actually, it's on just about everything. Um, it used to be the TV Guide channel. And then CBS came with a partner and they bought it up and now they're making actual television, broadcasting TV shows and everything. They're doing a lot of original programming set up for it, and then, you know, obviously some syndication as well. But so if anyone ever has, it's, it's, it's on Comcast, DirecTV, Dish Network. Um, I know those for a fact. I think it's on ATT uverse It's on the Verizon. It's on pretty much everything. They have numbers that show them in over 85. Some of their numbers show over 92 million households. Across the country and there's only a hundred million ish households uh, you know nationwide, so it has as far as a cable channel goes well it's a perfect example is for me personally I'm not a big TV watcher it's not something I do, and as a matter of fact, in my home, uh, we have Comcast and we have the lowest possible cable package you can have so I watch other wrestling, usually doing it with friends over at their house, I let them pay the bill for the uh, the bloated cable prices sure. and I get the little the little tiny package that basically gets me internet. I have pop TV in my house. That's right there. But, you know, I think one of the reasons that we are doing this, why these networks are getting on board is you, let's turn the, the clock back 65, 70 years, and what was the biggest staple on the earliest days of television but pro wrestling? It's, it's guaranteed. I mean, people give some companies TNA, they give them a hard time because of the quote-unquote bad viewer turnout. They have millions of people tuning in to destination America that otherwise didn't even know the channel existed. That's a win for the network. And so I think a lot of these, I'll say younger networks out there, less known networks. You're seeing pro wrestling. It's a known entity. They may not get rich off of it, but they're going to get their money back. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not, not, not like a surefire way to ratings, but it's a safe, it's a safe bet for a network that's trying to, to establish itself in a, ever growing sea full of more and more cable channels
0: um okay so every every wrestling show is different it's a different feel, different energy um and it's a different product you know mm-hmm. and so what can fans expect to see from the Paragon pro wrestling product
1: uh, old school old school i a fan actually said it really well when they went to one of our TV tapings, they said it reminded them of the AWA in the 80s. Um, You know, the way that I like to describe it is it's actual, it's wrestling matches, uh, it's rivalries. There's, you know, there's some intentional comedy that happens, but it's it's in the ring. So you watch, uh, you know, WWE, for example, and they've got two or three hours of television on, and they have less than an hour of wrestling a lot of times in that two or three hours. Our broadcast time with, you know, if you take out the commercials and everything else, it's like 44 or 46 minutes. I can't remember exactly how long it is. Yeah, right in there. On average, our 44 to 46 minutes, all but about maybe four or five minutes of it is wrestling in the ring. It's full of matches back to back. And uh, I love you know, that.
0: I love that so much, and that's something I'm seeing uh, out of you know because with Ring of Honor's new uh, move to uh, destination, I'm in Kansas City. We've never had them on television before, mm. and so being awesome. able to sit right. So being able to sit down and and that's just within what a month and a half. I'm getting all this new weekly nonstop in ring action. And yeah. It's <laughs> this has gotta be one of the best times to be a wrestling fan.
1: Is Amen. It- Amen. There's there's an absolute buffet of endless variety, quality, and and stuff, and really good wrestling that's happening out there. You you expand that one that, that that onion layer one step further to the world of YouTube and stuff out there. And it's just there is so much great wrestling out there, but just on T V. You can you can watch you know, your ring of honor, which is, which is great. It's, it's bell to bell. It's action. It's going, it's got a lot of high flying stuff. It's got a lot of the, you know, young guys that are up and coming today. And some of them, you know, who are up and going. Paragon pro wrestling is similar in that we are bell to bell action, but we're going to be more pro wrestling, you know, grappling, wrestling with that old school where the story is told in the ring, where the characters are developed in the ring, where kind of like we were talking earlier with, with guys like Rusev, where, you actually hate the bad guy because because they're a bad guy, and you can't wait to see him you know get theirs in the end. A lot of wrestling has become um well it's become it's become different than that lately, and so we're going to kind of you know bring back I, I, I sometimes call it old school wrestling in a contemporary style and environment.
0: I'm excited to see it um what are what are your short term goals with the product as far as television and moving forward with that? And what are your, some of your longer term goals?
1: The short term goals are pretty simple. Just establish our brand on television. Um, you know, become something that that people become. You know, where people every week are looking forward to Saturday morning, whether it's on their DVR or live with the, you know when the broadcast happens. So just really brand awareness, getting people to understand who our main players are, and uh, you know, just kind of buying into the product. Very you know simple. Uh, you know, simple just brand building from there long, long-term gets, gets a lot more complicated. There was a time when we were kind of having, there were meetings going on and I was in a couple of them where we talked about, you know, what's, what is pro wrestling prayer on pro wrestling? What is it going to be? What we want it to be? and You know, the conversations ranged from, you know, we want to be a touring wrestling company that goes across the country, doing shows to, um, you know, doing pay-per-views and things like that. But I think, you know, our long-term goal right now is, is to be able to have a successful television broadcast with uh, occasional touring, but, but tempered. You know, one of the things, if you look at a lot of live events that happen now, it's not like it was when I was a kid, when you watched TV and they sold the live show, right? Like, I went to the live event because of what I saw on TV, that's where the magic happened. The big matches were off at the live events. Now it's the other way around. The live events help to promote TV and the pay per views and the big network events that happen. And so we're kind of watching right now what's happening in that touring world of pro wrestling to find out just how deep into that touring pool we want to jump. But, you know, pro wrestling, like we said earlier, for television, pro wrestling for a live audience are two different things. And for the foreseeable future, Paragon Pro Wrestling is focusing on its television product. Uh,
0: any thoughts of like eye pay-per-views, or would you kind of hold off for to, and just try to do official pay-per-views? Any t- word
1: on that? Like? We, 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 when we've talked about it, we've talked about just doing straight straight pay-per-views. But we're in this cha- ever-changing world, you know. And pay-per-views used to be a staple, and a sh- you know, and whatever aren't so much anymore. And in six months, things could change drastically. It's 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 a difficult time right now, and, and not just in pro wrestling, but in, in television business in general. The landscape is shifting, and there's a lot of moving targets out there, including um, all-a-cart um, you know offerings from cable providers, all of the online over-the-top providers like Roku and the other subscription-based models. Yeah. We're in that weird transition phase where we're not entirely sure which wheels are going to hit the ground first, and so when we do make a decision. To, to commit to one, you know, the next step, whatever it may be. We want to be very confident that it's, it's the right next step for us to make.
0: Somebody needs to have the pro wrestling network for hey, every, Right.
1: We're not far from that. For, I don't think for every other right. show it'd be awesome with everybody and just, just you want to watch wrestling here's your destination every show you go here.
0: except for the wwe network. i mean because like they you know it, it is kind of like us and like it's like them and then if people do that like, there's wwe and then everybody else and that is a common <laughs> thought a lot and it's been a while since i mean i guess the last time anybody had a notion otherwise maybe could have been during like the monday night wars with yep. wcw
1: well, it's to me, it, it's not necessarily even a question of math. It's a question of the alphabet. So WWE, it's like a multibillion-dollar company, billion with a B. You go one step down further to the, to the other promotions that are kind of at that national level, and at best, they are million-dollar companies with an M. That B and that M make all the difference in the world, and those are, I mean, we might be playing the same game, but they're different fields. It's just, it's a different product that they're putting together that looks a lot like what we're doing, and they're playing it on a on a just a massively financially different scale than than any other wrestling promotion is.
0: Because we could have no, there could be no cable in ten years, period.
1: Yeah, you're, I'd say I'd say possibly even sooner than ten years.
0: If they keep, I I think it has to do with. The I don't even want to, if I want to say the economy, but just the general price that the cable companies are charging, and it, it probably has something to do with how many networks and channels are on there now.
1: Oh, I think absolutely. There's so many of them. You know, I'll give an example of, of like uh, you know I'm trying to even think of one, but it's like if I wanted to move up, you know, a level on my cable thing because I want one channel. You know, let's say I want to make sure I've got L Ray Network or Destination America or pop TV, so I have to move up a level on my cable. Well, you know, I have to get like 60 other channels that I'm never, ever going to watch. And I have to pay for all of those channels, and I think that the consumer is a lot smarter. The technology is a lot more advanced, and pretty soon those two lines, consumer and technology, are going to line up. They're going to say, all right, cable companies, we're done. We're done giving you our money. I want to pay for this. Yeah, you know, I personally think we're gonna see a lot more a la carte programming coming here within the next three to five years. I wish we could, uh, 'cause I'm paying like a,
0: I'm paying hundred and twenty dollars a month to watch Pro Wrestling. That is the yeah. only reason I have cable is to watch yeah. pro and I have to pay another nine ninety nine on top exactly. of it. Exactly. And, and I we'll watch
1: everything. It's it's like I was saying earlier. I, I don't pay for it for it. I go to my friend's house, I go to my colleague's house and watch it there. And it's unfair of me. I'm taking complete advantage of them because they're paying for all that cable, but All I'm going to watch is pro wrestling, so I'll just I'll I'll go watch it with friends because that's the best way to watch it anyway.
0: With friends, yeah. Well, it used to be, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now
1: everybody
0: has cable except for you. You're coming to my house. Wrestling,
1: yeah, right. Yeah, I'll be I'll be there. I'll be there Wednesday. I'll be there Saturday morning. Saturday, and then I suppose Monday also. (laughs) (laughs) uh,
0: So, I mean, as an up and coming, here's it is an off top, but as you know new competition entering the scene. uh, You obviously have a roster. You guys have a vision, uh, you know? So when people talk about the number two um, company in professional wrestling, you know, and it used to always be WWE and then uh, who is the number two or who's going to take that number two spot. But do Mm -hmm. you feel by them putting the NXT and with the growing popularity of NXT that they've almost, like even distance themselves from the rest of the market even further by saying well, I, think,
1: I think now you've got a one A and a one B. And then oh. and then two and then three. Um, because because of how they positioned NXT. And you know it's interesting. I kind of think about it as like if uh I like that you know, better.
0: I like because I've always said they've made themselves they've taken the number you know number twos because anybody they bring in is going to that NXT. So I like the 1A and 1B because it still leaves it open for a number two. I like that. I yeah. like that a lot better.
1: It, and ultimately, it's the same company. You know, I, I'm a musician. That's my background. I, I, I played in a lot of bands. And I'm a drummer, and I know the music industry pretty well. It's back in the old days when you could actually make money doing it. Thanks, iTunes, for changing that. But uh, <laughs> they, uh, but back in the day, a lot of times you have these bands um, you know, a really good example is, uh, is Pearl Jam, you know, so like they're, they're huge, they're this multinational, massive, platinum-selling band who would then take on a different name as a, and go play at some dive club in in Zigzag, Oregon, right, you know, that, that nobody knows just because they still believed in the art and the magic of music. Um, and back then, a lot of big bands would do things like that just to kind of stay in touch and to really enjoy what they were doing. That's almost what nXT what WWE has done with NXT is they've created that and corporatized kind of the indie feel of pro wrestling in a way that has made that's filled in that gap that people were looking for. So because there's still wWE because there's always that tie, there's going to be one A, there's going to be one B, and the rest of us are you know, are looking to be number two and you know and to be super optimistic about it. Who knows? Maybe somebody, maybe it's us. Maybe Paragon figures out that magic formula that says, whoa, hey, yeah, we're actually into this. And it could absolutely blow up. Who knows? I mean, Goliath, or David did take down Goliath with a, with a pebble. I'm not saying that's what we're looking to do. But the, the, to me, the concept of number one, number two, number three really becomes irrelevant. In addition to being a musician, I also love food I'm, I, I love to eat. Oh God, when you guys see me on TV, you'll see what I mean. but uh I don't go to a buffet and say, "Okay, you're number one, you're number two you're... I say, "You know what? I'm excited to eat this, and I'm excited to eat this, a little less excited to eat this, and but I'm still going to do it I'm just excited I'm just excited that there's you know all these options there for me to eat and pro wrestling today right now, 2015 is no different you can go and there is there's the the big carving table or the omelet station or the whatever that people can go through for $9.99 a month and it's great and it tastes awesome and everything but there's all this other stuff you can go you can get the you know the, the L Ray flavored stuff or you can you know the Lucha Underground flavored stuff or the Ring of Honor flavored stuff or the Paragon flavored stuff it's all good and there's room for all of it out there I've heard the term thrown around of the new Wednesday night war, and to me, I just find that ignorant and naive. It's not a war; it's Wednesday night wrestling. Yeah, actually, Saturday I, morning wrestling.
0: I just interviewed uh, Donovan Dijak from Ring of Honor. I haven't even yeah. released it yet, and I mentioned uh, it's uh, he. I talk about that. I mentioned that to him, and he says he hates that term. He's I, I don't. Yeah, like Yeah, it's Wednesday ridiculous. Night it's war. not a war.
1: None of us are at war with each other. You know, a lot of guys. I'll say it, a lot of children, juveniles, get on these, on these internet sites, and they talk about, you know, I can't wait for X company to go out of business. And these guys suck. And I went, We don't want any of them to go out of business. It's a place for wrestlers to make a paycheck. It's a place for you as the fan and the consumer to, to, to have options on what you're going to watch. And even if it's not options, choosing one or the other. And there's a boatload of wrestling on a weekly basis that is world class for everybody to tune into every week. It is a magical time. To be a fan in pro wrestling, I don't want anybody to
0: go under, but there are some I would like to get better. There, that is. Yes, yeah. well, you know, I, I think that's, that's a fair anything. statement.
1: Some that could do do better with what they have.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, just a couple more, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll let you go. So uh, I got to go back. Are we going to see Jacob Fatu? Are we going to see Jacob Fatu from from Knox Pro? Could we see
1: you? Just you just might. I'll leave it at that. You just might. I would love to see. And you also just might not.
0: <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so real quick, one for fun. Uh, I'm going to give you a would you rather. Would you rather get a stink face from Rikishi or do a barbed wire match uh, with Mick Foley?
1: Uh, stink face, no question. <laughs> yeah. this My face is busted up enough as it is. I can wash that off, <laughs> <laughs> and I've been and I've been married a long married long enough to know that even shame washes off after a while. Ah! But, <laughs>
0: so funny! All right, uh, Paragon Pro Wrestling uh, debuts this Saturday, July fourth, six a.m. on Pop TV. You'll be up. Tune in. Turn the channel, tune in, watch it, DVR it, uh, and wake up early, make your, make your Sunday pancakes, make it a ritual. Um, anything else you want to say before you get out of here, Jeff?
1: That's it. Thanks so much. And just one quick thing, you can follow us on Twitter at ParagonPW. We're on Facebook as well, Paragon Pro Wrestling. We do a lot of interaction on social media. Dustin, thanks so much for having me on.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much. And best of luck to you.
1: Hey, thanks so much. All right, bye-bye. Okay. Well,
0: hey guys. Thank you so much. Uh, it was really a pleasure talking to him. Check it out. Check out Paragon Pro Wrestling on Twitter, uh, on Facebook and watch mainly check them out on Pop TV. Uh, like I know a lot of you. I know it. If you're up at 6 a.m. this 4th of July, I know what you're going to be doing. All right. And get it. And so do they DVR it. And then in the future, watch it live, man. Get up, makes make wrestling your the reason to wake up on the weekends. Make it your new Saturday morning cartoons. All right, because I know Saturday morning cartoons are not what they used to be. So maybe this will be the start to back to bring in the retro back to today. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm excited to see the show. Um, I'm excited for next week's show. And again, next week I'll have Donovan Dijak from Ring of Honor talking about the move. He uh, talking about their move to Destination. America um, and it's it's a great interview he had a lot of really cool things to say uh, again and I was going to play it this week I apologize to Donovan I do I sincerely apologize but it wasn't as timely Paragon again they're debuting I think it's important that everybody gets the word out and hears what's going on um, and just that there's a brand new uh, show debuting it's a debut so ring of honor it i love it and so if th- if this is going to be another as he said another just 45 minutes of non-stop in-ring action i'm my I, I applaud him and i'm really looking forward to see it i'm looking forward to see uh what kind of support they can pull um and all right well thank you guys so much again hey go subscribe to iTunes remember iTunes go to iTunes uh subscribe or just trending topics network right here just subscribe to the show but if you can, go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. It's the nicest thing you could do for me. Tweet at me. Message me on Facebook at The Yes Talk. Uh, let me know. Always send me your questions, thoughts, comments. Tell me I'm dumb. Tell me whatever. Tell me you love me. Tell me you hate me. Come over and have dinner with me. I don't care. I'll fire up the grill. We'll watch some wrestling. I'm all, you know, I'm. it's how, it's how it rolls. All right. Yes Nation, Kaufman guys, Kaufman girls, this is the Yes Talk. I love you. I love pro wrestling. I'll see you next week. Rock out with your talk out. This is the Yes Talk.